B-Pod Studios. The best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. Now, who better to talk to about all of this than Tim McManus, who last week on the air said that he thought that Monday's game was the game. And we know what happened, so can't wait to talk to Tim. He's brought to us by... Gary Barbera's Dallas Sucks Bus. Birds coach Nick picks Gary Barbera's Jeep's Cheap up to 15% off. Visit DallasSucksBus.com. Is Barbera the best? Boy, I guess. How you doing today, Tim? What's up, Ty? The game didn't go as uh, as hoped for the Eagles. No, it absolutely did not, um, Tim. Uh, it, it's a lot of places where we can go with this. Let's just go to Jalen Hurts for a moment. Um, we know that, that he turned the ball over a couple times, and... We know that the defense outside of the two minutes, and you will be asked about that as well at the defensive coordinator. A lot has happened since we last spoke to you, Tim. Oh, yeah. But um, let's just start with him. He was sick, um, I think, and, and listen, with whether it's Joel Embiid or whoever we player, if you're well enough to be out there, you're well enough to play, and we talked about it. Um, but it seems like his decision-making, and we'll talk about play calling and all of that stuff as well, but it just see, does, hasn't seemed like his decision-making this season has been as good as it was last season. And unfortunately, the two interceptions in the fourth quarter helped helped contribute to them losing the game. Um, do you think that was illness-related, or is it just kind of a continuing trend where Jalen isn't playing badly, really, but it's just it seems like he's just not sharp with all the decision-making? Yeah, it's, it's hard not to look at it that way. I mean, the, one of the, the things that has been good about Jalen Hurts, and there's a, a number of things, is that he takes care of the football. It just hasn't been the case this year. He has 17 turnovers right now, Ty, and that's tied for number one in the NFL for, for most turnovers. So clearly, he's not doing a good enough job there. And if we dial in specifically on this this last game, I mean, obviously, he was under the weather. Uh, that was pretty clear by the fact that he had to take a different plane than the rest of his team to get out there, that it was in question whether he'd be able to play, that you could tell in post game that, you know, he, he was kind of quivering um, and he was obviously not feeling his best. And so does that have some kind of impact? It's tough to say exactly how much. Uh, but as we do kind of turn to the to the play calling a little bit here, I, I think you have to have that conversation in tandem because you know, the past game wasn't working really all night. It was it was erratic, um, very much up and down. Hertz as a runner was was good. You know, he had 80 plus yards. He was scored a couple touchdowns. The long passing game certainly was not working. And so to put him in that kind of situation late where you're chucking it downfield, I didn't think was putting the best foot forward. So, you know, I mean, I think that there is plenty of blame to sort of be distributed here. And, um, you know, the coaches definitely are going to be taking some of that. But, yeah, I mean, Hertz is the guy, you know, $100-plus million man, got the big contract. It's his show, franchise quarterback. And you can't get out by by Drew Locke, dude. You just can't in the big moment. I want to ask you about the defense, obviously, with Matt Patricia now uh, running the show with the defense. But they looked okay for the most part in that game, with the exception of that 92-yard drive in less than two minutes. Um, I want to get your overall take on what you saw from the defense. And is it was it just because they're playing a Drew Locke-led team up in Seattle? Yeah, that, I, I mean, that has to be part of the equation. Like, if Sean Desai was still the defensive coordinator and they were going up against Drew Locke and the Seahawks, 
how many points would they have given up? And obviously they, the defense has been on a bad skid where they had allowed 30 plus points to some pretty good offenses over, over the last three weeks. But Desai also had the Miami Dolphins game in his back pocket. He had the Kansas city chiefs game. So there were some, some positives along, along that road. Uh, obviously it wasn't consistent enough and it wasn't good enough. I think that uh, the move within itself uh, makes some sense where you feel like it's just not happening on the defensive side of the ball, the way that it needs to, you have somebody in house that you trust. You feel like you don't want to let a season slip away. And so you make a move and there was some positive response. I thought overall on the defensive side of the ball until they, they kind of melted down late, Ricky. I think my biggest issue is the way that the Eagles handled it. Uh, I think they handled it in, a, in an unprofessional manner. And I don't think they did well by Desai. So when we asked Sirianni about, like, you know, I asked him last week, are there going to be any changes? He said there's not going to be any changes. The news comes down later in the week that, in fact, you know, Desai was going to be demoted and Patricia was going to take his place. And the reason that Sirianni said, that he didn't want to let us know is because the, the players hadn't known by that point, And there was a competitive advantage to, to not revealing that. Well, the players knew by Tuesday, right? So, and then they trot the side out there to talk with us on Wednesday. So he had been effectively demoted and yet they still brought him out in front of us as if he was still in control of the defense. And of course, then you have him up in the booth and they're flashing to him, like however many times during the broadcast, and I just don't think, you know, just from like a human being standpoint, I don't think it's the right way to handle your business for a guy, you know, that's been loyal to you uh, and has been putting all that kind of work in. And I just don't think that it, it showed by having it revealed last second from a different source that you had made this move that like you're you're in command here, like own it. You know, like if, if you're going to make this move and you think this is for the betterment of the franchise, don't give me the, the competitive advantage stuff. Like, put the priority of the messaging first and of standing with your chest out first and let, and let people know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and why you're committed to it. I think that they, they fumbled how they handled this, and I think it, it was bad for Desai, and I think it was bad for the look of the franchise. The best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text QUEENS to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text QUEENS to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic. We're speaking with Tim McManus. Does a tremendous job covering the Eagles for ESPN.com and 97.5 The Fanatic. You know, it's funny. I spoke to an ex-Eagles player that I'm not going to say any, any names, but they say that Howie Roseman, not that Howie made this decision. They said that they like a lot about how Howie runs his operation, the how organized he is, and, and how they go about things. But they said the human element of that is Howie Roseman's weakness. Um is it Howie's job in this scenario or Nick Sirianni's job to have that messaging tight? Because I agree with you. It was weird that fans left their work driving home Friday thinking one thing, and by the time they got to work on Monday, 
a million things were different. Whose job is that? Does that come from Howie or Sirianni? Because this former player said that's Howie's by far biggest weakness, the human element things. Well, I mean, you know, the big question is how much was, was Howie or even above him, Jeffrey Lurie, involved with this decision? We know that that Lurie has certainly been hands-on with coaching decisions in the past. Yeah. Call it meddling, call it, you know, being an active owner, call it what you will, like, the, those aren't exactly two passive people when it comes to the operation here. Uh, Sirianni said that it was him, that it was him alone. Um, so that's that's what he said publicly. But he also said publicly that he wasn't making any changes last week. So take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, I, I do feel like that that Nick um, had a, a bigger responsibility here on the way that is he it's handled. Like you want to do right by your coaches, and so cha- there's there's tough decisions to be made. Don't get me wrong, like. If a guy's not performing up to snuff, then, you know, it's a, it's a tough business. We all know it, multi-billion dollar industry, the whole thing. So, like, you know, everybody has to be kind of big boys here on that end. But to, to be like, hey, like we're stripping you of your duties. You essentially like you're going into an advisory role now. Um, but I want you to go out in front of everybody on Wednesday and pretend like you're still the D.C. Like, what is that about? Why would you do that to a guy? Just think yeah. if that was you. Like, why would you? I mean, that would. I just, I just feel like they really failed the side here, and you can put it. I'll put it on all of them. Put it on Howie. Put it on Lori. Put it on PR. Put it on Nick. Like I don't care who you put it on. The organization failed there. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have done it. I don't, I don't know what that would have done for Good, me, I but I don't yeah. think I would have done it. Um, yeah, the size a bigger man than me. I mean, yeah. Let, let me ask you this much. I heard Nick Sirianni in the press conference say we we're looking for a pass interference. On a, on the, I believe it was the play to the corner that ended up getting intercepted on, uh, I guess it was one of the last plays of the game. But what, what I saw in that play is I saw a wide open Kenneth Gainwell eight yards down the field. They could have dumped him a pass. He probably could have ran for 30 yards. You would have had a tying score. Yeah, this is why the conversation of coaching and, and quarterback has to be kind of in lockstep here, Ricky, in my opinion, is because, yeah, that was the question that I, that I asked Nick, and that was when they had 13 seconds left and two timeouts, and they were on the 45. They essentially needed about 15 yards to get into Jake Elliott's field goal range, and they decided to, to go down the sideline for A.J. Brown, gets intercepted, game over. And Sirianni said that they were hoping, hey, oftentimes you get a pass interference in that circumstance, and then, you know, it's a it's an easy kick for Elliott. But I, there definitely is the case to be made of, again, Hurts not feeling 100%. The evidence is already out that he's not having a good night passing. You're asking him to go deep uh, in a higher percentage uh, probability that you're going to fail as opposed to using the middle of the, of the field, you know, getting a good 15 yards, call timeout, and then, and then try to get the uh, – maybe you have time for even one more play, and then, and then you kick the field goal. And so – you know, that was, that's definitely a call that can be absolutely criticized. And I think play calling in general, uh, play design, uh, has not been really up to par here. You know, this, as much focus as the defense has gotten, guys, in the last three weeks, this offense hasn't scored over 20 points. They've been held to under 20 points in the last three games. And this, this is where the, the talent really resides. And Sirianni today said that he thinks that Brian Johnson gets unfair criticism that, you know, it should fall on his shoulders. And, you know, you guys know that I agree with that sentiment largely. Yep. Uh, this off, this offense hasn't, it just hasn't been like the play design hasn't been good enough. Uh, execution hasn't been good enough. And, you know, calling the right play in the right spots obviously hasn't been there either.
Well, Tim, listen, we really appreciate the time like we do each and every week.